Welcome to Teacher Thrive, the podcast for educators who want to thrive, not just survive in their profession. With your hosts, certified coaches and teachers, Madel Mazella and Caitlin Rabai. So today we're talking about toxic teachers or toxic people. Yes, and we are going to turn it on its head a little bit. Yeah, not what you think. We're going to, I guess, surprise you. Yeah, I think that like everyone in just society right now is we like label people as toxic and kind of write them off. Toxic parents, toxic teachers, and how that's not always the case if you don't want it to be. No, our culture could actually kind of promote the the word even and If you're Hispanic, I've seen cars that have stickers, you know, that people make and they label themselves like La Toxica. I, it's a thing. And on TikTok, there are, you know, channels or whatever you call them where people are like Latinas that are like toxic or whatever. It's funny, but it's almost promoting being quote unquote toxic. Sometimes, I mean, I use it as a joke. You know, I call my daughter Toxica, <laughs> but as a joke, nevertheless, it goes to say that the culture kind of promotes it, right? It's an edgy thing and it's almost encouraged. Like that's how you show that you're like a strong person. Like you're like, I don't care what other people think. Right, right. And it encourages you to just maybe do actions that, I don't know, that are quote unquote toxic. So it, yeah, it's no surprise then that we may think of people and people that we work with as toxic and sometimes even ourselves. But Caitlin and I believe that when you label someone as toxic, that's just done by your thoughts. Now, in all seriousness, it's all done by our thoughts. No one can really get under your skin unless you have a thought about the thing that they said or did. Yeah. So I think kind of the proof of that is that we can be in a situation where in a group situation where something happens and Maybe I feel really triggered or uncomfortable and other people in the group won't necessarily feel that way and the same action has happened. So we know that like our thoughts are what create our feelings and what someone does only has an effect on us, like you said, once we have a thought about it and then we have a feeling about it. So if we're thinking that that person is toxic, then we're going to feel upset or feel angry, maybe sad, hurt all of those things. And there there definitely are people that like, I think I don't vibe as well with, like I vibe well with certain people and not as well with other people. And just accepting that that's like an okay thing. And if I want to make myself feel better in those kinds of situations, like I know how to do that. Um, But it is like an extra layer of being aware of what our thoughts are and being aware of the work that we need to do to kind of detoxify the people that we are encountering on a regular basis. So before we started recording, I wanted to run something by Caitlin and just as a scenario, you know, just to acknowledge the people that, for example, would want to test it, you know, to just say there are toxic people out there. Because, and I also thought there's definitely energy. So how about when you are with a group of people, um, whether it is at work or with friends, 
and there's just an energy in the group. And I do believe in energy. And I was telling Caitlin, you know, how about when you leave that group and you feel heavy? And let's say, you know, like my husband and I would agree that after leaving a group of people or whatever, we're like, oh my gosh, we feel heavy. We need to cleanse ourselves from this energy. So I believe in that. And and so what do you do with that? You know, so then can we say that there is that energy because of the actions and or words from other people? Um, and what about that? And then Caitlin, you said... I think there's kind of those outlier people that we see in our lives that will be in the same situations that we're in. And they kind of get along with everybody. Like they love everybody. They think everybody's great. They never have like a negative thing to say about anyone. That's really based in their thoughts. That person has thought patterns that promote feelings of kind of love towards people, no matter what they're doing. They're either giving people the benefit of the doubt all the time. They're choosing to look at like the positive parts of that person. Um, They're trying to understand what that person's saying or whatever it is. And they're giving them kind of a lot of grace and a lot of like leeway in those situations, I think. And we all have specific things, I think, that we find toxic, things that bother us, things that are like pet peeve type things. So I think that's why certain people get along with people that we find toxic (laughs) and we have a harder time like accepting their behavior or accepting the things that they say. And a lot of times it's because of like a difference of opinion in a situation, a difference of like life philosophy. We might just like have a totally different way that we look at the world than that person. And looking at that and kind of recognizing like maybe that's where the dissonance is coming in, that we're like butting up against their philosophy of life is completely different than our philosophy of life. And we either take issue with that, we take that personally, we don't agree with the things that they're saying. And just recognizing that like, they're allowed to have whatever opinion that they want to have, we can't change that opinion, whatever the things are that they're saying. And then what's the outcome that we want for our own life. So if we're having to be around a specific person that we have a lot of conflict with internally, like how do we want to handle that? Knowing that people are allowed to be who they are, to do whatever they want, to say whatever they want, is in you not being, or us not being triggered, quote unquote triggered, because then that gives you the right to feel, do, and act however you want. So in you letting other people just be themselves you can also be yourself and you take responsibility for how you feel you take responsibility for not letting other people get under your skin because they're allowed and so when you even have that you know thought in the forefront of your you know head or you're just you're practicing that thought no matter what they do or say you you're just not affected because you're going to be more aware that doesn't mean that you will never you know be affected by what people do and say right but you can maybe catch yourself right saying okay i know what's happening i'm having an automatic thought about you know some some scenario and then you can change the narrative and you can say They're allowed to be who they are, and it does not have to affect me. Yeah, and I think I run into these situations a lot that I have to kind of refocus my energy, decide what I want to think on purpose. I do coding after school, so I have to come from another school back to my school. And our parking lot is insane. There were no parking spaces, and parents were parked, like, all over the place. They take, like, all the parking spots, like, go all around, like, the whole 
perimeter of the parking lot. So there was like nowhere for me to go. And there was a parent who was just sitting in a car. So I like knocked on the window and I was like, do you think that I could switch spots with you? I have to go to this class. The kids are going to be waiting for me. Would you mind? And she was just like, no, I can't. I have a baby in the car. And I was like, okay. okay." (laughs) So like in that moment, like you think that like, I thought I was being brave for like asking for what I need. And then you think you're going to like get the response that you want. But like dealing with those things when you like don't get the thing that you want when you think you're doing all of the right things. So I was like, I had to stop for a minute and be like, okay, thank you so much. (laughs) And then just like, get in my car and park like two blocks down from where the school is and try to run back because I still had to teach kids after that. I had a whole hour of like coding class after that. So like letting go of those things and being like, well, that in that moment, that lady thought that she needed to be in that parking spot, like, to pick up her kid for whatever reason, like she said, because she had a baby in the car, she could not switch spots with me. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Like, I'm not going to win in this argument. Like, so what can I do to make myself feel the way that I want to feel going into the rest of the rest of my like afternoon with the kids that I have to work with? And I can't lie and say that I wasn't like upset at that time. Like, I was definitely like, what is happening? But just letting that go and be like, that's a human person. Like, she didn't want to be inconvenienced for some reason. Like, she didn't see things the way that I did, like that it was important that I be there for the the kids in the school. So I can't make other people see things the way that I do. And it's not valuable for me to make myself super upset for the rest of the day because somebody didn't see a situation the way that I saw it. It takes a lot of practice and it takes a strong commitment to you wanting to shift your perspective on things. And it's a moment to moment thing, right? So it's When we mention, you know, we have to do the work on ourselves, that's the work. Being aware of how you're feeling and knowing that you have the power, we are in control to shift the perspective whenever we want to. It just takes a lot of practice and it takes, you know, kind of like a strong commitment because sometimes we want to feel like a victim, you know, at that point, like, You could have felt like, oh my gosh, she can do that and she won't. If we have been in, let's say, a victim mode for a long period of time, it just takes a lot of practice to unwind those actions or to kind of disconnect from those neural pathways that have been established because your body, actually this is proven and there's research to back this up, your body gets used to feeling a certain way and then when you want to be, let's say that in that, in that case, Caitlin, you want it to feel like, okay, she's in, she can do whatever she wants and it doesn't have to affect me. But if you, let's say, are used to being a victim, your body will say, this is how we act. In this, in this scenario, this is how we feel. Your body is conditioned to feel a certain way and to respond in a certain way. And if that is the usual response, then that's what you're going to automatically feel. But if you're aware that that is kind of your default, then you can switch it. You can, on purpose, change your, your thought and then say, practice the thought. She can do whatever she wants and it doesn't have to affect me. I'm responsible for how I feel. And that's that. I definitely can't say that I didn't feel like the adrenaline in that minute and then like stress levels rising and all of that. Like there's part of me that, yeah, wanted to like argue with that parent or like yell about it or like get really upset or like go in and tell like the other teachers at school, like, can you believe this? But would that just heighten all of the emotions that I was already having? Or can I say like, 
yeah, this stinks. I would rather not do this right now. But the more important thing is that it's not the end of the world. Like I can get to the kids. Like They'll be fine in the hallway for five minutes while I'm like running down the block. There's definitely that immediate feeling that you feel. And then, but what do I actually want in this situation? Yelling at that parent would not have gotten me anywhere other than like probably written up. It's not going to get me any kind of result that I want like long-term. And I have to think more about that than about how like my body is reacting in the minute, like at work. So knowing that we are in control of toxic people, right? That's a thought. We are in control of that. We can shift that perspective and we can stay in integrity with how we want to feel. When you interpret the actions or words of that person, when you let those actions or words get to you, get under your skin, we're not discussing when bad things are done to you, right? That, that's just a, an entirely different issue. It's more when we interpret like with the culture, you know, type of word toxic and how you do not have to be affected by it. I think it goes back to like one of the things that we were talking about in the emotional intelligence episode where not matching other people's energy and like being unbothered. So that's the same kind of concept. So it's kind of like whatever's going around on around you is not something that you're like internalizing. It's something that you're keeping external and saying like that person owns that action that person owns that thing even if it is something directed at you like if somebody does something specific to you like how do you want to think about that do you want to just say like well they made a terrible choice about that that's not necessarily something like I want to internalize what they're saying is not necessarily about me it's about them and their opinion on things that's helped me a lot with like specific issues when I am dealing with people doing specifically like unkind things that I think are unkind things towards me or like making comments and things like that. Like, I think also with family, like that's one of those things that like when you have a specific family relationship and people like don't necessarily like honor your boundaries or like they make comments about specific things. They don't agree with the way that you're doing things in your life. Like you can separate yourself out and say like that comment that they made isn't about me. Like it's about their feelings that they have about me but it's based on all of their prior experiences, all the stuff that's influencing them in their life, what their wants and needs are, what their fears are, what their motivation is. And I don't have to own that. I don't necessarily have to believe that thing that they said just because they said it to me. I love the example that you just gave because yeah, sometimes people say things about you and how do you respond? Same way, kill them with kindness. If you are committed to protecting your energy and not letting the actions of others affect you that goes with things that they say and actions that they do and you can keep your power and you can be in control of how you feel and you could just keep doing your thing and let them do their thing does not have to affect you 100% yeah and then when we take ownership of the things that other people say like we're the only one who's affected by that too like Somebody says something that's like a flippant remark and then we hold on to that. I know sometimes I have like things that people have said like years and years ago that I like still like think about that thing because it just like got you right in a thing that you were like insecure about or something that you were like already concerned about. Like that's the time that stuff really hurts is when you already thought that thing about yourself and then somebody points out the thing that you don't like about yourself and you're just like everyone can see it. Like everyone can see the thing. 
if you're not careful and people know that let's say that you are insecure about that thing and they will definitely dig the knife and say something to you know hurt you if you haven't done the work and if you believe that oh my gosh you could down spiral and years and years later of course think about it that's tough yeah that's like a huge thing to unravel to like let go of your ownership of that personal identity thing that you don't like about yourself that thing that everybody has a thing you know a specific thing that people can pick out that you're just like that's my weakness that's the thing that I really don't like about myself letting go of that self-criticism because you're really being toxic to yourself in that moment if you're having thoughts about yourself over and over again that have created a huge self-esteem issue or a huge issue with who you think you are, and then somebody points that out, that's just going to give you more evidence for that, those negative beliefs about yourself. How does that serve you in the end? It doesn't at all. It's not going to get you any results that you want. It's not going to get you any of the actions that you really want to take as like your highest self. Stacey Bayman was talking about her, like I'm a mess thing that I keep bringing up. So if I think I'm a mess and then somebody points out like how I'm a mess, then I'm just taking that as more evidence for like how I am this person. And all of those things are changeable. Like the thoughts about it, the feelings about it are all changeable, but it does take practice. And it takes kind of shutting that down every time that that thought like pops in, into your head. And can I say that like, I never think that I'm a mess anymore? No, I can't say that. But like, when I notice it, I know that that's not a productive thought. That's not going to get me where I want to be. And like, that is an example of being like toxic to myself. If you understand that insecurity and that self-criticism is just that self-criticism and that you could also think about all the reasons why you are the opposite of whatever, you know, your insecurity is. That's going to be a lifetime type of work, right? So that I don't, I don't know that will ever stop. I think everyone has insecurities. Some people, you know, come across as very confident but even the most confident person has an insecurity about something because we're human beings. So just about being aware of that, you know, insecurity, whatever it is, and deciding, I know I tend to think of myself as a mess. And I know that's just a thought. And even though I want to believe it, I know that I'm also super organized because Caitlin, when you said that, I'm like, what? You are the organization queen. But so that's right. So that's just we decide to focus on when we decide to focus on our insecurity that are ours, because like I have my own insecurities and my husband cannot believe some of the things that I tell him. Like, what What are you talking about? Have you like, what do you he cannot believe some of the things that I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't know about that. And, you know, he's like, you're, you're nuts. You're out of your mind. You're, you're just the opposite of that. But so what we decide to focus on and what we decide to give energy to is what grows. So as long as we're aware, we could shift the perspective at any point if we want to. Yeah. And, you know, that's the work of coaching. So that's one of the great things that you can like 100% do with a coach is look at what your thoughts are that you have about yourself or your thoughts that you have about other people, how you think people are being toxic, like in the world and how you can look at that differently. And it doesn't have to go from somebody who you like greatly have a difficult time dealing with to being like, I love this person now. When somebody's toxic, that means that they're poisoning you. Do you want to eat that poison or do you want to leave that exactly where it is? 
Yeah, Brooke gives an example of the spider. I could play with a poisonous spider and if I, you know, or it could be around me. And as long as I don't poke it and touch it or whatever, if it doesn't get inside me, I'm not poisoned. So yeah, there's that barrier between you and like someone else's thoughts, feelings, behaviors, all of those things. And as long as you're not letting that barrier be like breached, the toxicity that can't touch you. We are not talking about toxic positivity either. We're not going to from one extreme to the other. You could be neutral. I love neutral. That's one of the huge things that I learned in coaching too is everyone says they want to be happy all the time. Like I don't want to be happy. I like to be calm. I like to be at peace. Like those are all emotions that I like to cultivate. I just love being unbothered. Yeah. And sometimes with toxic people too, when we're saying somebody's toxic, if we're inquisitive or curious about them, like we can find out other angles to look at that. 90% of the time, there's like a reason that someone is behaving in a certain way. And we don't even necessarily have to know what it is. We can just attribute it to that. We can be like, that person has low self-esteem. They're dealing with a lot. And we can do that. You know, some people say, but that's delusional. But we are being delusional when we create our own story. Oh, it's probably because they don't like me. It's probably because they hate me. Like, that's a story. You don't know that for a fact. You could assign a different uh, circumstance so that it helps you not be kind of like not connecting your energy to what the person did. Um, Another thing is you could also find out a lot about yourself. When you are triggered, when someone gets under your skin, you start asking yourself, why? Why am I triggered? Why am I bothered? Sometimes you can even discover insecurities that you didn't even know you had. And when you go down the rabbit hole of being curious about yourself, you really can get to know yourself really well. And then that empowers you to then know how to act because sometimes we don't even know what triggers us. Sometimes it comes by surprise and then you're like, whoa, what happened there? Why am I feeling like that. If you just explore that, you can really, really, really get to know yourself even deeper and better. And again, knowledge is power, right? So next time you will know, I could possibly be triggered by this, you know, or whatever, because I have this type of insecurity. Looking, yeah, I love looking at that. That's a really great way to look at it as like a learning opportunity instead of like a triggering experience as a time to learn about yourself versus like, I can't believe this happened. You know, that's really hard because it implies... It requires you to be honest with yourself. And sometimes like who really wants to, to acknowledge, you know, my God, am I, am I like that? Uh, do I believe that? Is that what I believe? You know, what does that make me? You know, so it's hard, but it's, it's the work. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror and owning your stuff. I love it. That's all for this episode of Teacher Thrive. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics. So please reach out to us. Links to our websites, freebies, and social media accounts are included in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.